Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. My son, Denver, was born during the most tumultuous time of my life, like the most tumultuous time of my entire life. I had been online coaching for full-time for about over a year. And so I was like, at that point, frantically trying to grow. And I was nowhere near having the content that I do now. Like if you just scroll through my Instagram, you can scroll down and like the content used to be pretty shitty. It was still the same level of value, but the delivery just wasn't what it is now. And I had nowhere near the level of engagement. You know, I'd be lucky if I got like five likes or a comment here and there. And so it was, you know, it was a different time. I had to just confess to his mom that I'd been cheating on her virtually for the past few months. And uh, this was smack dab in the middle of COVID. And there was a lot of uncertainty about the future at that time. And I'll never forget, there was this one week, his mom and I were in the Trader Joe's parking lot and we had a $2,700 mortgage due the following week, plus car payments and other bills. And we had $400 in our bank account. So in this moment, we're attempting to recover our relationship from trauma. We, I just started to go to therapy to figure my shit out and I'm trying to build a business and we have all these looming expenses and on top of it, we're raising a baby. So, but I remember this particular moment, like it was yesterday, this, this very particular moment. This is a moment that I pretty much changed my life. We're in Denver's nursery and his mom had caught me in another lie. And, you know, up to that point, the truth had been coming out in trickles. I had confessed, but I didn't confess everything. So everything was just kind of like coming out here and there as I revealed more and more and parts of me were still terrified of showing all of me. So I'm, I'm in this moment. I, I look at her and she's looking at me. She's rocking back and forth. Denver's sleeping soundly in her arms. And I saw this crossroads in front of me and I could keep going down this road where I was lying. I was cheating. I was hiding who I am. I was avoiding the vulnerability of the truth. I was disconnected from myself. I was, you know, I was somebody that I hated really. And that's the example that Denver would grow up seeing. Or I could make the decision in this moment to change. I could lean into the unknown of telling the truth here and now. I could begin to make it a habit. I could thrust myself into therapy, into discomfort. I could finally admit that I was the problem. And I could have a shot at being the father I'm capable of being. So that moment, I'm looking into the traumatized eyes of his mom and seeing his warm little head sleeping in her arms in the rocking chair you know, going back and forth. And that moment is the moment that changed my life forever because I chose that second road. That road hasn't been perfect. I had deeply rooted thought processes. I had beliefs that I held, habits, behaviors that did not change in an instant. I had setbacks. I had days that were hopeless. It got very dark. I wanted to end my life a couple of times because of how frustrating it was to not snap my fingers and change my brain. Whenever I was in my darkest, most hopeless moments in a closet with a handgun, I'd hear Denver's little footsteps on the floor above me, and I would decide to give it another try, just give it another day. This period of my life was harder than anything I did in college sports, in ranger selection, deployment to Afghanistan. Modifying ingrained behavior is a motherfucker. You're working against chemicals that heighten when you have the thing that you use to self-soothe, and you're working against your body telling you to go back to the thing when those chemicals normalize. Took me a good two years of intensive therapy, group work, lots of hard conversations, 
work through the shame, the childhood trauma, many, many rib shots that life gave me in the meantime, I lost count, Mm -hmm. to finally close the integrity gaps with myself created by years of unhealed little boy behavior. And to this day, those aspects of me are still in my subconscious. But life fucking rips now. I never dreamed I would be where I am now in my career, in my relationship with myself. I wouldn't take any of it back though, because that experience gave me a love for self-work that allowed me to grow and heal and understand behavior modification at a level that few understand unless you've been through it. So I tell you all this vulnerable stuff because what I went through with modifying my ingrained behavior isn't so different from modifying behavior that you want to change. It's different. Yours probably isn't ruining your life like mine was, but the similarities bring us together in that I know struggle. I know what it takes to dramatically change your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and ultimately your reality. And I'd like to share the five crucial components that allowed me to go from a lying, cheating, manipulative, wounded little boy to a still imperfect but integrated man with clarity in my vision, regularity to my behavior, predictability in my results, so you can apply what lands from that to your life and not only get the body results you want, but the integrity and clarity that I now live with as a father, as a business owner, as a co-parent, perhaps the most remarkable and empower of women. Can I share that with you guys? No? Okay. Cool. Number one, being with thyself begets knowing thyself. Life comes at us faster now than it ever has before. And I believe the human mind is not meant to consume life and other realities at the rate that social media and tech has made it possible to do so. A big reason why I was able to give my brain a fighting chance at behavior modification was a daily commitment to slowing the fuck down and practicing being present. Meditation changed my life. Meditation isn't necessarily crossing your legs and clearing your mind. As I realized early on, that's damn near impossible for those of us with squirrel minds. Instead, I just focus on one thing, usually my breath. And as my mind drifts into thought, I gently reel it back in, focus on the one thing again. You don't get the miracle from one meditation session. The miracle happens as a byproduct of making meditation a practice. The emotional support biking, the characters in my videos, all the ideas for what has moved the dial in Maverick Online Coaching and now Slay Hormone Solutions, these creative thoughts came to me during meditation. Disconnecting from everything I think matters and coming back to presence with myself has allowed me to remember what's truly important. Presence with my son, my self-care, my peace, my vision, my wholeness. Meditation has always been the calm amidst the storm of life. So before you go into full force and into the stressors of the world, every time you wake up and the negativity of social media coming in and infecting your life and your soul for the day, sit with yourself, meditate breathe, I promise you, your actions and thoughts will differ as a result of that practice. Two, know your values. If you don't know who you are and what you value, your forward progress will be stunted because the actions won't have reason. A lot of us adopt the values of others as our own and therefore are moving in someone else's direction that's inauthentic to self. When you're presented with situations in life, if you don't have a set of values you live by, you have nothing to fact check against. If you're actively dating, having strong values makes it easier to filter out the good fits from the not-so-good ones, makes it easier to say no to things that don't serve you, and a resounding yes to things that are aligned with the life you want to create. I highly recommend writing your values down. Some of mine, self-work. I value self-work at such a high level because how it changed my life. 
Someone can be physically beautiful, but if they don't value self-work, it's no go for me. Health. I grew up in a culture of fitness. My parents have been married 30 plus years and they work out together to this day. If someone doesn't value health, I'm out. This bleeds into everything we do because guess what? We also have core values at MOC. When we're hiring someone, we ask value-related questions in our interview process and we're quick to fire if someone doesn't embody those values. Know your values and every decision you make will have reason. Three, close your integrity gaps. This one's the one that majority of us struggle with. Most people define integrity as doing what you say you're going to do or doing the right thing when no one's looking, right? That's a big part. It's not wrong, but I take it a step further. I say the difference between what you do or what you know and what you don't know is what you live. The difference between what you know and what you don't know is what you live. So not only doing what you say you're going to do, but living it. I can tell you that every stage of business growth has demanded a parallel ascension of personal growth. New levels in life require new levels of integrity. A big part of attracting higher caliber people is embodying high caliber integrity. Making my word to others be my bond was the beginning of modeling integrity. Making my word to myself be my bond is the perpetual ticket. It's easier to keep our words to others than it is to ourselves. If you tell someone you're going to do something, you imagine the stakes are high because doing that thing affects how that person perceives you. But if we say to ourselves, I'm going to walk 5,000 steps today and we don't, eh, who cares? Nobody knew, but you know, nobody knew I told myself that. That's the error. Your word to yourself is more important than your word to others because it's the definition of integrity. Your mind and heart is always behind closed doors. Everything else is essentially for show. What I do on social media, what I post, what I show the world, what I show prospective women on dates or what I broadcast for my son, all that is show compared to what I say to myself and follow through on with myself. That's all behind closed doors. Consistently do what you tell yourself you're going to do and watch your confidence skyrocket. Number four, live in truth. This is my biggest pitfall. Goes hand in hand with integrity, but so many of us do things we don't want to do And don't do things we do want to do in the pursuit of pleasing others or gaining approval. I was the nicest guy you'll ever meet on the surface. I would stop everything I'm doing, sacrifice everything I wanted, and avoid confrontation all in an effort to please women. Sounds like a dream guy, right? Wrong. What was really happening is I was so disconnected from myself and unwhole that I lived in the space of, I'm not okay unless this person who defines my worth is okay. I would avoid conflict for fear of displeasing a woman I was trying to remain exceptional for. I would go out of my way to impress or demonstrate my exceptionalism to receive validation that I was enough. And perhaps worst of all, I would contort my personality to be the thing I thought they were attracted to, all the while not being me. That, ladies, is living a fucking lie. And it's the foundation built on a deck of cards that crumble at the slightest bit of wind. Being anything less than you is a lie. If you're currently in a relationship where you can't be yourself, warts and all, that's a lie. Maybe I'm biased because I lived the complete opposite for so many years, but I don't waste my time on first dates anymore. I tell them exactly who I am, what I want, where I've been, where I'm going. If they don't jive with any of that, I'm okay. I would rather lose people with the truth than gain people because I'm living a lie. I still struggle at times because I'm presented with situations where telling the complete truth is scary. What if she doesn't like this about me? What if they think I'm flawed now? What if this leads to an argument? What if I lose this opportunity? All that's horse shit. You know why? 
because every outcome that manifests because of the truth is the best possible outcome. Truth will always lead to the best possible reality for you, even if it's hard in the moment. It's not to be confused with brutal honesty. We can skillfully deliver the truth and still have compassion for how it impacts others, but we live in complete truth no matter what. Living in truth shrinks the pool of decisions and you'll repel those who can't rise with the waterline and want to run from the truth. Day one of this program, we shine a magnifying glass on your eating habits. We've created an environment where you can't, you can't not lose weight if you do what we say. And if you're not losing weight, you're not doing what we say. Makes it a very easy program, but it requires you to be willing to step into the truth. Five, lastly, grace for self and gratitude. My homegirls, none of what I just laid out is easy. I could write a book on shame and guilt. A huge part of my healing and behavior modification hinged on moving through the immense amount of shame I have around past infidelity to women. I held the belief that since I disempowered women, lied, and cheated, that I was unfit to now help empower women. Can you imagine if I had never pursued my passion because of this belief? Can you imagine if I let what other people said deter me from growing this women's movement? Essentially, Guilt is, I feel bad because of something I did. And shame is, I feel bad because of who I am. Shame, then, is essentially the more harmful and more useless of the two. Not saying avoid feeling it, move through it. But I am saying shame is an illusion because it infers that we are entirely defined by actions of our past. And as a poster boy for your past not defining you, I can tell you that shame is counterproductive in you embodying a life of love, joy, peace, wholeness progress. You will slip up. You'll fuck up. You'll make mistakes. You'll fall short of your commitments along the way to embodying who you're capable of being. And each and every time you do, you just dust yourself off and you say, I love you and I got you no matter what. And you move forward. I had to have my own back when I was in the deepest of holes. It was Denver who called out to me. It was me who called my way out. Nobody could move my feet for me. Nobody could open that closet door and decide to stay on earth. I had to do that shit. And I had to forgive myself for the cheating. I had to forgive myself for the lying. I had to forgive myself for doing the only things I knew to stay safe and give myself permission to do new things that serve me better. So it's grace for who you've been. It's grace for who you are now. It's grace for who you'll become. I have love for the little boy who was bullied and sexually abused, the teenager with a shaved head who was the class clown to feel good enough, the juiced up 25-year-old who overcompensated to keep from feeling lesser than, and the exasperated dad who doesn't always handle spilt drinks or a whole bowl of macaroni on a shag rug in the most integrated of ways. Life still gets the best of me sometimes, and I'm able to slow down, be grateful for where I was compared to where I am now, smile, and move forward. Ladies, life will hand you a box of darkness sometimes, and those are gifts. Gratitude for the credits, the debits, everything in between. Triggers are gifts. Hardship is a gift. Struggle is a gift. Shift your lens to gratitude for what you have, and the universe will see fit to reward you with more. I'm grateful you all let me speak to you. I hope you got value from this today. Thanks for letting me be me, and thanks for keeping me around as the only, only dude in the room. Hope this landed, and if it didn't, I'll just try again next week. Love you all. Have an awesome rest of your week. Appreciate it. ESV. Gonna go cry now. Toodles. 
If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.